into your hands. We say that you speak to us like you've always been speaking to us. We say, all that needs to be said is said. All that needs to be done is done in this morning session. And your name alone is glorified. Even as we are edified. Amen. Amen. All right. Praise God. Yesterday night, we looked at the call to ministry. What does the call to ministry entail? We said that how you know the sensings of God's call on your life, you can know it by the written word. You can know it by what? By the written word. Which other one? By sensation or the leading of the spirit. you just be having an intuition in your heart that the Lord is calling you to do something. Or you can know it by prophecies, what's spoken over your life. Or you can also know it by what? Spectacular or supernatural way. And which other one? By prayer. In the place of prayer, the call of God on your life can dawn on you. It can just dawn on you. Just like you are having Mission is Possible 2023. Some of you that never knew you had a call on your life, as you were praying, it fell on you. <laughs> it fell on you. So the call of God on your life is straight. So how many of you now in this conference, you know that you have a call? Let me see your hands. Some people? Everybody? Good. You have a call on your life. The call of God is on your life. So, this morning, we want to see that man who has received the call. The man God uses. That's the title. The man God uses. The man God uses. Which kind of man will God use? What kind of man has that call? What kind of man is that man that has the urgency to do the ministry? Who is he? What is he like? How does he look like? Does he have a big head? Does he have a red head or a red nose? Oh, you know, I grew up thinking that when there's a call on somebody's life, there's a way, there's a way they look. I don't know if you had that kind of thought. I used to think they have a look. They just have a walking step. You know, there's a man of God walking step. Just, hallelujah, praise God, you know. So we, when I was younger, I used to try to copy it. I felt like there's a walking pattern. There's a way they must dress. And I hate that suit. I still do. Maybe I'm trying to like it small, small. I think I like it now gradually because it looks <laughs> fitted. But growing up, I, I never even had a suit. The closest of suit I had was one blue jeans. Not blue jeans. Blue linen 
something and a blue packing shirt. And why did they buy it for me? They bought it for me because they said I must come and recite memory verse in the church. So I dressed up to recite the memory verse that I never recited till today. You don't understand? I came to the front of the church like children do and they array all of us like this. Brother A said his own memory verse. Brother B said his own memory My own was Exodus 3. And the Lord said to Moses, I am. I couldn't say it. I said, my memory verse shall be taken from Exodus chapter 3 verse. And that was where I stopped. Verse, verse. They just said, let us clap for him as he will come back to say it. I never came back. So I thought the man that God uses was a special, spectacular man that just falls from heaven. You know, they look so sanctimonious, sacramental, you know, forsetto. Their voice has a shape. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There's a tone to their voice. There's a physique to the way they look. So I thought, if there will be a man God used, it can never be me. And some of us in this conference are like that. If you thought you were still doubting the call of God on your life from yesterday teaching, <laughs> after, to, after this war, I'm not sure you will doubt it again. So, a lot of people, and you know, we grew up liking the white folks. Everybody likes white people. You know, this is not to be a racial person. You know I'm not a racist. <laughs> I can never be. It's the gospel we preach does not demand that we are racist. So, I will watch the TV. I will see the likes of all those great men of God. They will just be suited. Their English was so polished. And me, that I was somewhere in another road, Akure, Nigeria, the best place that God lives. You can argue with your keypads. I have the microphone. I thought if there is a place that God will pick a man, it can't be this dungeon where principalities and powers are moving. <laughs> I even thought there is a special month the man that God uses must be born. How many of you have thought like that before? That they must be born in maybe March, April. No. Me that I was born in October, I felt, ah. <laughs> and I did research. Who, who is a man of God that was born in October? I couldn't find any. So I felt I can't be qualified. And I started looking at my friend. Soji was born April. I said, wow. That sounds like the month that God uses people. So it started feeling like I'm a man of God. <laughs> he can never be angry with this. <laughs> he dare not. 
that the man God uses must have his physique. He must be buff. He must be tall. I, I didn't see a short man preach before. So I thought until one day I went to a meeting. Me and my father went to a meeting. This man, we've been seeing him on TV. And the way the TV camera made him look, he looked so tall. Ah, I was very young. The man was not even up to my height. I said, ah, I'm encouraged. <laughs> he wanted to lay on me. He looked at me like this. I said, ah, I, I, I might see fitting into the criteria. So, who is that man? that God uses. That man that God will use in his town, in his city, in his school, in his campus, in his, in his country. Who is that man that God will use? Must he be a black man? Must he be a yellow man? Must he be a red man? Must he be a purple man? Who is he? And you know we will always look at scriptures. So we will see if you qualify for this tax. We want to check your qualification criteria. Do you qualify? Because like I've always told us, there is one tax that can help and that is getting men saved. That is one thing that the Lord has committed into our hands. Ephesians 4 verse 11, he gave some pastors, prophets, teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So who is the man that God used in the scripture? What kind of man are they? Are they men who, I, I always thought also, that the man that God uses must come from a very poor background. I don't know if you have heard that thought before. That the man that God uses must be very, very poor, such that he might not even have slippers to go to school. So I always thought, I don't know if you have wondered these things that I'm wondering. Let me see your hands if you're in that category. I've always thought that for that man who God has called, it must, it, there must be something that must orchestrate his life. His birth must even be supernatural. <laughs> the, the way they gave birth to him, a stone must fall down. The wind of the city must cease. All the village chiefs must die. Then he will now appear like the second coming of Christ. Who is the man? What kind of man are they? Very quickly, like we've always been doing, we will go to Abraham. Genesis 12. Who is Abraham? Abraham was just a man. Not a spirit. He was married with Sarah, had his natural challenges. Abraham was that man. His wife was even barren. Faced his own issues. Faced his own issues. The Lord just told him to leave his city and depart from there. 
he was simply a man, a businessman doing his own normal activity, nothing spectacular about his birth. They just say he begat. <laughs> Genesis 11, verse 26. And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abraham. Nothing spectacular. He was born, born like that. Some people think, if I am born in a church, just like me, I was born in a church, God has called him. I know so many people that were born in the church and they are in the beer parlor today. They are in the club. Let me use club. It's club that many people understand. People don't understand beer parlor. Beer parlor, for, for Bro Matthew's sake, simply means where they drink beer. So that's what they call it in Nigeria. Beer parlor. I'm explaining this for Sister Dushia too. Just simply means where they drink beer. So you see a lot of Hot belly men sit down and gather around the bottles. <laughs> so a lot of people think, even from that beer parlor, the Lord will just speak to somebody's ear. Matthew, 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 stand up. <laughs> he says the skinny one. <laughs> Who is the man God used? Jacob. A supplanter. In fact, Jacob was a liar. Jacob was a liar. He deceived his brothers. His brother. Deceiving his father. Who was Jacob? A man. A man. Who are the men God has used in scriptures to wrought miracles over the ages? Moses, a man. In fact, Moses was formerly a killer. Moses was a killer. He killed a man, just a mere mortal man like you. And it was reported that Moses was mightily used of the Jews such that history had it to be that no man worked the kind of miracles that Moses did. Who is a man that God used? Samuel. Just a regular guy serving under his father, under Eli. And the Lord called him. Somewhere, a man. Who is the man God used? Elijah. Such that it was reported that Elijah had wrought so many miracles. But don't forget, Elijah also ran from a woman. A man. This is a man who has killed all the prophet of Baal. Suddenly afraid that the woman would take his life. A man. Who is a man God used? David. Who is David? A shepherd boy. Keeping his father's sheep. David, you know his story. 
we don't have to expose him that much. Who is the man God has used? Samson. So bad that a lot of us focus on the negative aspect of Samson. And we forget that Samson was also mightily used of God. When we read in Hebrews 12, Hebrews 11, sorry, when the writer of Hebrews wanted to talk about the men of faith, they didn't remember his wrongs. They told us a man who was used of God. He believed. He was simply a man. Who was a man who God used? Peter. You know Peter's story. Peter, such that his shadows wrought miracles. Peter, like Yoruba, we call it. They say, What's your name? Peter. I remember one somebody when we were younger. I asked, the guy's name is Peter. So, I don't know what he heard. So, somebody now asked him, What's your name? It's there for this guy to say Peter. He said, Peter. <laughs> The man that God used. Paul. A man. He was going on his own to go and kill. He supervised the death of Stephen. A man. Some people believe once a man is bald headed, his face look. Only he is the man God will use. You will be having an Eliab issue because you are looking at the outward. See, the way he looks like, the way he polish himself, he is a man that God will use. Not so. You know, as we progress in this study, that God doesn't live in time. Nothing accidentally happens before God. He is not caught by surprise. So that means God knows that Moses will kill somebody and yet he still chose to work with him. The Bible made us to understand that Abraham was an Ethan, an idol worshiper. That's the meaning of an Ethan. So God in time past knew that this guy was an Ethan and he still used God knew that Paul was a killer. He Boko Haram and Isis put together and he still determined or determined to use him. So God doesn't use superhumans. He's not surprised. Look at Samson. If you look at what happened to your life, you will know that. You will know what happened to Samson. He was a mouthful of the spirit, made a mistake, and yet we have condemned him. Look. 
look at David. He made this mistake, Bathsheba, he did so many wrongs. Yet God still used him. You know, I told you yesterday night, I said, the call of God on your life is what? Irrevocable. It's for life. Look at Paul, his man. This is a guy who preached revelation knowledge, who understands the truth about redemption, who understands the truth about the gospel, who understands everything. And yet, Paul said, I besought the Lord three times that he might take away these afflictions from me. And he says, the Lord stood by him at night and said, my grace is sufficient for you. Does he, is it that he didn't know? This is a guy who, who when we say Greek word, he is the Greek word. <laughs> is it that he doesn't know that he has the grace of God? No, he was simply a man. Simply a man. Look at Peter. A man. So, who is the man God uses? God does not use superhumans. Oh, my name is Barry Allen, and I'm the fastest man alive. <laughs> to the outside world, I'm an ordinary for 80 scientists. And secretly, to the end of my first star lab, I use my speed to fight other metahumans like me. I am the Flash. That's not who God uses. I'm not saying the man, no, I'm saying the personality and the character in the movie. That's not who God uses. He doesn't use superhumans. If he uses superhumans, then how would he work with them? If he says, go there, turn left, they've already turned right left. <laughs> oh, I am Supergirl. Or Arrow, or DC Legends of Tomorrow. And that looks like a movie that Matthew watches because it looks like one of those DC Legends too. <laughs> I don't know why I'm coming for Matthew in this conference. God help me. He has been on my mind since. <laughs> why would they choose you? God uses regular human beings or human rights. Or human spaghettis. Or human gari. God uses regular human being just like you. Nothing special. No. My name is Barry Allen. Nothing like that. But you know, Many a times, we are angry at the men that God used. Because you look at them and say, ha. Sometimes when you go on church and you see your disciple preaching, you I can preach better than this person. Shut up. God is using him. <coughs> Many a times, we are angry because they don't live up to our expectations. Another example is John the Baptist. John the Baptist was that guy who was born supernaturally. His mother has even passed the age. His father, Zachariah, had to become blind because of his birth. <laughs> Such that this guy was living in the wilderness. 
He could, the, the regular world was not, was not conducive enough for him. Another guy was Timothy, a regular man. Who is Timothy? He was just a member of the church. They just said, hey, bro, follow Paul. I'm sure he will have just said, oh, what's this? Move, follow. You have no choice. And look at Timothy, a young man. I told you in last year's mission is possible. I said he was at the age of what? 17, pastoring about a hundred thousand congregation. A young man. According to history, 17 years. Most of you in this conference are more than 17. And he had 100,000 members in his church. Amen. So the man God uses is a regular human being. If you watch all the men that God has used, they had their feelings, they had their weaknesses, they had their emotions, they had their shortcomings, they had their failings. There was no one perfect among them. No one. It's not as if they had a unique birthday. It's not as if they had a special month where they gave birth to all the men of God. It's not as if... No. No. So, many of us, we disqualify ourselves. Just like I did when I was much younger. I disqualified myself. I used to think a man of God must even have a fine writing. How many of you? Ah, you probably you didn't grow up the way I grew. I thought there's a way. So as I saw my writing, it was not looking like a man of God. So I said, ah, <laughs> I have a whole lot of troubles to face. I felt like I can't be this black. You know, it's like the Lord has walked on my skin because when I look at Brolimo, I know that there's black and there's black. So I, I can't be the blackest in this place. In fact, when I even look at Bro Emmanuel, I'm okay. You know, Brolimo is somebody who do doo-doo. <laughs> Dudu means black. When I saw Brolimo, I, I had faith in myself that I'm a man that God used. Because as I was younger, in fact, even my name, the way people say it, Benson, I felt <laughs> it doesn't look like a man of God's name. And I had three names, no English name among it. So I felt, who has been a man of God that doesn't have an English name? Who? Tell me one. So I started thinking. I started thinking. I started thinking. So does it mean? And I went to ask my mother, why did you not give me an English name? The innocent woman said, I don't even know. What names means at that time? I just saw that names were trending and I gave you. I said, wow. <laughs> he said, as at the time you were born, everybody was naming their child Ayomide. I said, really? She said, yes. So, and I liked it and I gave you. 
She said, I said, what of Oluato? He said, I just felt like God is big and great. So take. I said, what of the last name, Abi Bola? She said, your father gave you. It's his name. That's all. I said, so what? There was no special name in your heart when you were pregnant of me. He said, no. He said, in fact, I did not even know that you will be a boy. <laughs> so I looked at myself. I said, what? I can't be the man of God. <laughs> Am I speaking your heart in this place? Am I speaking your heart, Major? So, a whole lot of us have disqualified ourselves. So, on my baptismal day, I had to look for an English name. So that at least I can fit into the box. So, people will remember, there was a time in our ministry there, I used to call myself A.T. Benson. Ah, you people did not meet that level. People will remember. A.T. Benson. You know, everybody must have an abbreviation. When we agreed up, as a man of God, you must have an abbreviation to your name. It's not, it's not this day everybody say, Ulu waje, Uruna Kore Dasile, Uguleye. Pastor Ulu Akore, no. Then you must have an abbreviation. So me, I gave myself, Ayomide Tobi Benson, A.T. Benson. I was like, the man of God is kicking. So I kept looking for it. We sat down, me favor and Auntie Grace. No, favor was not there. Auntie Grace, we just started looking. Okay, this one meant hey, oh, Benson. Mm -mm. A E Benson. Mm -mm. A B Benson. Mm -mm. ah. We said, mm -mm. it did not work. So the one that finally sounded Jin Jin was 80 Benson. We said, yes, that's the man of God name. So she wants to give me food. When she cook, we say, Pastor, 80 Benson. So I felt, wow, I'm coming up higher. <laughs> that is not it. That is not it. You can see a guy whose name is Shu Shuberu. Shuberu Akiwande. <laughs> no, it can be Shuberu Akiwande Oluwatolani. And put it all together. I even put Dushia at the back. He's still a man that God used. I remember when we went for our writing graduation, there was this guest name that was this long that even the, <laughs> the guy almost broke his teeth to call the name. He said, shoo, she, she. I'm sure the guy would have practiced it one million times and he still missed it. <laughs> the name was very long. And that is also a man that God can use. So it's not in the name. So don't look at your name and say, Abraham Martins. It looks man of Godish. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Or Olimon Brian. You know, that, that alone. <laughs> that alone is a wow. Man of God. 
Especially if bro Jimmy mentioned the name for you, you will like it. I'm talking to bro Gordon. <laughs> You're like, who? I, I started asking myself, who is bro Gordon? Is there a Gordon I don't know? He said, no. It is bro Lemon that is Gordon. And there's, a, there's an intonation to it. Gordon. <laughs> so I was talking to bro Gordon. Once you see the name, you say, wow. Man of God. Like OG Brian. <laughs> Only more God on Brian. <laughs> oh, Samarita Jacobs. You were like, wow. I remember when she first came. My name is Sam. I said, you mean like Samuel? Samerita. I said, Samerita. What does that mean? She said, she doesn't even know. So me, I thought, wow, Samerita Jacobs. What a name. It doesn't mean that God will use you with the name. <laughs> a name that can disqualify you in the Diamaka. That that one doesn't look like a man of God name. <laughs> he said, my name is Indidi Amaka. Oh, he said, no, 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 no. Move left. <laughs> Move. <laughs> so back to what we are saying. What are the men that God used? They are Ed in their feelings, they had their weaknesses, they had their rough past. So, your rough past doesn't disqualify you as a man of God. You can have a rough past. How hard? It can be very bad. You have killed all the men and women in the country. God can still use you. You have smoked everything smokable. I think the, the, the one that is raining now is laughing gas. I don't know. What, what, what's, the, what's the craziness of people looking for pleasure? People see that they are smoking laughing gas. Now, there's not a serious alert going on that. Please, take laughing gas away. It's not for smoking. So, you could have smoked all the things smokable. You are welcome to the club. It is you he wants to use. So, we say, wow. I have to, you know, the way men of God is, in fact, there was even a preacher. He said he was born again from his mother's womb. Ah, when you sit down, you don't say, oh, I can't qualify. <laughs> you don't look at yourself. Me and people still struggling with my own salvation. Someone was born again in his own mother's womb. How did God want to use me? <laughs> There's a preacher. He said, if you get to him and you don't see me there. <laughs> he said, you're in the wrong heaven. 
I like it because at least he was he's, he's, he's giving assurance of his own salvation. <laughs> the only thing that is telling me is I hope his followers all can say the same thing. He said it like this. If you get to heaven and you don't see me there. The way he said it, he said it with a man of Godic voice. Not there's a voice to it. Like, hallelujah. Praise God. Lift your hands. So we'll now be practicing it. So we'll get to their room and say, lift your hands. No, I'm not getting it right. Lift your hands. Just close your eyes. I will tell you a story. <laughs> How bad can it be? You could have killed. Paul was a killer. So welcome to the club. Moses was a killer. Welcome to the club. You could have had a rough past. Very rough. That is so bad. So bad. That you don't feel, yeah, I can't be used. Welcome to the club. It's you he wants to use. You could have even been only fans. Membership. No, no membership. Eh. Content creator. <laughs> <laughs> only fans content creator. The whole world has washed you. It is you he wants to use. Welcome to the club. How bad can he get? So, your rough past doesn't determine anything. It doesn't. Timothy was a young man. So, your age, being a youth and your age doesn't disqualify you. Josiah became a king at the age of eight. Timothy was a young man. David was a young man. So your age, a lot of people think that it is until you get to a certain age, that is when he uses you. No! Your age doesn't determine it. Your age doesn't qualify you. Your past failings, your rough past, oh, you made a mistake there. Oh, you used to be a this. You used to be a club boy. You used to be a Dorime boy. You used to be that person that once you enter the club, they would say, Dorime, no, 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 and they will carry and two, two, two girls <laughs> will be holding the, I don't know whatever the thing is. They'll be, eh? They'll be holding bottles. No, there's fire. There's no the fire. There's no sit on this tiger. Is it fire? Shine, shine. There's no the whole thing. They'll be waving it at you. And they'll put your name on one, on the board. Dorime, Abraham, Martin, Serino. Ayo, Betiku, Betiku. And they will just be moving, moving, moving. It doesn't determine. It doesn't disqualify. Latiro, Latiro, Tonio. 
Tony, Benson, Tony, Benson, Tony. It doesn't disqualify you. So, your rough past doesn't disqualify you. Your first start, you try to start the ministry. You preach to somebody, but he slapped you. He doesn't disqualify you. You preach to somebody like this. The next thing you saw the next week was an attack. It doesn't disqualify you. Welcome to the club. You preach to somebody the poor you pepper. It doesn't disqualify you. I remember when I was much younger. I felt that God could not have used me. Because ordinary Bible verse I cannot quote. Because I thought that the men that God used, the scriptures will just be oozing from their mouth. How many people know? There's a way they, there's a way they encapsulate the scriptures. They will just be saying it. They, there are some people that can quote Psalm 119. You know, that's the longest chapter. I, I've seen people from my young age quote it word for word, 1, 2, 3 to verse 150. I say, ah, I can't qualify. Because ordinary and Moses said, I am. I forgot. <laughs> My mother was at the back, just like a church like this, on a pole. She just put her head like this. So she, she was already waiting. She was an usher. Like, you know, I, typical mother will be, waiting for their soul to come and shine. So every parent already owned their phone. Like, your son, <laughs> your daughter will shine. So everybody has got in their own right. They are lying at, I think, 12 or 15 of us. They put me in the spot, in the middle. Maybe because I was too black. So, the shop put me in the middle. So, everybody has gotten it. So, you know, there will be an expectation somewhere within your mother. Ah, they give you other ones. And me, and Moses said, the Lord said to Moses, I am. So, I stood. I will never forget. My mother wore a yellow cloth, just like Indidi. And... She was at the back. So I said, my name is Hayomide Benson. No, and then we used to say our name backward. Benson Hayomide. <laughs> my memory verse shall be taken from Exodus chapter 3, verse, verse, verse. Ah! I just looked up. I saw my mother has put her head on her head. I said, yeah, it's finished. <laughs> I knew it was finished for me. You know, they say, why is they will give you? You will meet me at home. They don't say it with mouth. African mother, it's the hash. You meet me at home. <laughs> ah! I knew I was doomed. I remember. I also came out one day. Brethren, our church, we came to sing. I was the leader. In fact, the pastor. Brethren, praise the Lord. Um, uh, uh, the people that were singing were waiting for me to introduce. All the choirs, the drummers, the keyboardists, everybody. Me, I was really like, um, 
praise the Lord. That was how they collected the mic from me. <laughs> My father saw it and said, if you ever preach the gospel again, or come out to the public to disgrace my name. You are in trouble. I said, he said, I will disown you. Ah! I felt God cannot use me. I was a stutterer. See me, I can talk now. I was a stutterer. I used to think that she be a man of God, must have a Polish speech. My own is not Polish, and I don't think it's still Polish. I'm not trying to even change. You will like it like that. Before I could model statements together, it will take me a while. So I just hide in my shame. So if I want to say something, I'll just tell my friend, this is what I want to say, I'll tell them. <laughs> so I was like, I was Moses. <laughs> Soji was my hero. <laughs> so I felt God is done with me. No. You could have that kind of false start. It doesn't disqualify you. I had a false start. The first person I prayed for became sicker. <laughs> I will lie to you. I say, in the name of Jesus, be you. The person say, I, I don't feel anything. So you can have a false start. Welcome to the club. Moses had a false start. He said, how shall I go? Oh, the guy that was very oratory, he, began, he, just, he did not know what to do. Look at Paul. Paul, they had to send him to Arabia. When he was, he was fumbling. I remember a story of T.L. Osborne. T.L. Osborne went to India. And they fail. In fact, the picture they took, you see them, they, they, their face look like failure. They failed in their missionary journey. But they went back again. So somebody can slap you on outreach. It doesn't mean I'm not preaching again. No. Welcome to the club. The first person I preached to did not get saved. In fact, I don't know where he is again. Welcome to the club. So, your first start doesn't disqualify you. The man that God uses can make a first start. The man that will be great in prayer may struggle at first. That you were feeling sleepy in the place of prayer. Doesn't mean you will not have a great prayer life. That you hated prayer just like me. When I was younger, I used to be like, I don't, if everyone will remember those days, I don't like to speak all this loud. God hears me in my heart. So when I want to pray, I just close my eyes like this. And I'm deceiving myself. And I'm just in That's all. I will like, God hears it. He says, He sees the secrets of our heart. So the man that will be, until I went to a place and I saw prayer, our prayer. You know, there's prayer and there's prayer. 
All my life, I didn't know. I hated the Bible. I did. I didn't like the Bible. I picked the Bible up several times to finish it. I couldn't. So I hated it. So you know what I did? My friend is the preacher. I was the demonstration of power. <laughs> because I did not like to preach. Sometimes I look at the sound and I'm like, I, I really preach this sermon. Your first start doesn't disqualify you. In fact, I remember my first preaching. I preached like this and people were sleeping. Have you preached before and everybody's laughing at you like? <laughs> it's not like they're laughing at your joko. They're laughing at you. <laughs> Look at you. <him. laughs> I'm not joking. I was straight trying to explain the Bible like, Virgil, you know, <laughs> do you know this thing? <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's my trust that they were laughing at. Maybe it's my laugh. Or maybe it's the way I was preaching and they were laughing. I can, I can mention the name of the people that are laughing. I can mention their names. They will not be offended. They laughed. I was preaching, teaching. So my senior now came to assist me at my bar. Like, no. So, in fact, even the coming day became a more dishy. You know what I call it? They, they dishy you. It became a more dishy on me. Because it was not like, so, uh, instead of saying it that way, you say it this way. Ah. Men and brethren. In the front, it's like say, as I'm preaching now, Abraham come here and say, No, Pastor, that's not how you say it. You say it this way. So, me too, I will not say it the way. And I was really preaching. And brethren were laughing. So, my first sermon, nobody remember. Me, I remember. They can't remember what I, me, I remember. <laughs> so your first start doesn't disqualify you. You can be preacher and say, and the and the, and the be body and the, yeah, I will yeah. just do something. You know, today that you have luxury, you have reality of Christianity written now. Reality of body just So you know, you know, you know. You know. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. It don't be you know you go. We, we didn't have any typed message. We would just speak the Bible. Joseph is a dreamer. <clears throat> and so, brethren, so as he was dreaming, he kept dreaming. Uh, in the dream, he dreamt. So, in the dreaming, so let's be a Joseph. Amen. That was how we used to preach. Holiness and certification. It's not as if you we are holy. Holiness, brethren, you know, so we have to be holy. So, you know, um, so just be holy. Hallelujah. Any question? <laughs> that was how we used to preach. Till grandma started drilling us. Such that we started running away. So you'll be in a service like this, she'll just look, uh, Benson, stand up. Explain to me in context what that scripture means. <laughs> That's how you start scratching your head. Ah! So you know what we devise? As far as you can speak English, 
just use English to Dabaru grammar. So you just say, oh, so like, like the Lord said unto Abraham, like, so as he moved in that direction, and, and he just moved that, so we, we just see that the grandma said, hmm. I don't really understand you, but mm, just, it makes sense. Sit down. <laughs> so we not devise a miss. When grandma is teaching, we will run away. Because <laughs> we have not prepared. And we don't know who it will fall on. So the three of us, Miss Oji and Bakole, we're just going to be looking for what is not lost. And we are looking for drums. It's a lie. We found the drums, but we are just wasting time. So we're going to gist. Hey, ah, ah, why, is your, why is your child not in the teenager's class? Why are they not there? So we shall gist. We'll be saying, hey, mommy, come. Should you be asking for us after service? It's a lie. We're just trying to waste time. So grandma now noticed. We are seeing and knowing. I don't know. The, the woman is so... The woman is so spirit. She just said, don't worry about taking the drums next Sunday. Ah. <laughs> hey, are you whining me? <laughs> don't worry. She just said, we are, we're going to figure, out, figure it out. Ah. So, I'm a... I don't think there's a way we can figure it out. <laughs> said, don't worry. In fact, even the pastor will come and preach to us. Ah, we said, that one is better. Moment and brethren, the next Sunday. Ah, Soji. I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Soji was like, well, I, that's how she started. Because if you not get it, you know when they say they come upon your soul? Huh? And as a leader, you're going to be disgraced in the front of your congregation. And me, they, they've laughed at a year ago. <laughs> I, I, I cannot expect another laughter. That's how we started. We started. We started gradually. See, we are here. <coughs> Hallelujah. So your first start does not disqualify. You go to outreach. I remember, I used to tell you this story. I once went for outreach. And the person I want to preach to tell me to sit down. And they gave me corn. And this, we were eating and they were preaching to us. They sent us on outreach. They said, sit down. You are very young. We too, we sat down. We sat down on the stool. They said, take corn. We said, they eating corn. I said, wow. Is there more? We took more. We were eating. The slap they gave us. So, brethren have returned back from outreach, submitted their reports. Where is Soji and AY? And it's not like there was a fixed location that they tell everybody started going to every street. We, this, we should have been back since 5. Since 30. This woman was still preaching. She's a white garment woman. She just kept talking to us. He said, you know this Bible. And she almost confused her way. We said, hmm, I never saw it that way. Hmm, I never saw it. That's what we kept saying. Hmm, wow. 
we never saw it that way. That was how the leg of somebody just led them to that shop to buy something. Say, so you are here? And the whole church has been looking for you. That's how they arrested us and dragged us like Sandis inside the church. <laughs> when we got there, boom! Is that what we sent you to do? That's how we learned seriousness in outreach. I remember my friend, Soji. The reason he left choir till today, his voice is still very crooked, ragged, and everything. <laughs> He's not going to be offended. He was singing. He's supposed to see treble. My guy wanted to be trying soprano. Bro, you don't have a voice. At least stay in your lane. The next thing he heard was, bo. you know the bow that you yourself will feel the shaking. <laughs> ah! After I just said, ah. Oh. <laughs> Even me, I just said, I don't think me too, I'm ready for this thing. <laughs> that was how I stopped singing too. Till today. Ah. I, I still remember the go. The, my body shook as they said it. I just said, ah. <laughs> So they say, hey, why? So you move. I say, ah, I want to go and pee. It's a lie. <laughs> I left so that me, I'm going to go and carry bass. So me, I carry, I sing bass there. So they say, I will not go and sing treble. Do not give me an oh. And you know, bass and treble is almost the same. You will not know when you will switch. And those people, the way they know voice, I don't know. So your first start doesn't disqualify you. Are you learning something this morning? Are you sure? I'm taking my sweet, precious time so that you can understand this well. So the man that God uses will always make a first start. And you know, you know what happens? God is working experience in you and character in you. So all of those experiences is building character, shaping your life. So the first step doesn't disqualify you. So if you have missed it before, you can do it again. Your level of education doesn't disqualify you. A lot of people have seen PhD. Ah, how do I attain this? It means I'm not called. No. If you read the scriptures, it says they perceived they were unlearned men and they had been with Jesus. It doesn't disqualify you. Yes, I've never been to school before. I didn't even have the opportunity to go to school. I may drop out. I don't think I can preach. Welcome to the club. It doesn't disqualify you. Everything becomes handy at the end of the day. The man God uses is the man that will be available. The man God uses Obeys the call of God and still do other things. 
Your tribe doesn't disqualify you. You can be white, black, like Brolemo, yellow, Hindu, all of you. You could be speaking like a Chinese. Chicho, <clears throat> he doesn't disqualify you. He doesn't. Your gender doesn't disqualify you. As a woman, it means simple MacPherson, the founder of Foursquare Church, is a woman. And the church still exists today. Maria Woodward Etta, a woman. Ketri Kuma, a woman. It doesn't disqualify you. Look at in the scriptures. Anna the prophetess. Miriam. Phoebe, if you read in Acts 60. Priscilla. Mary. Your past doesn't disqualify you. You, the fact that you are you, you have you are a gender doesn't disqualify you. I've seen women rot the power of God. I've seen women. I remember there was one day I was in Saint Community and Pastor Tony was preaching. I say, woman, just teaching the Holy Ghost. Men were falling. Things we are, and she was not saying anything, she was just talking. A whole lot was happening. I said, Yeah. Hey, woman. The woman that laid hands on me, that made me call, got called to ministry today, was a woman. She spotted the call of God on my life. Hey, woman. Mrs. Rhoda, Olua saw me. Then she used to be a day So, your gender does not disqualify you. There are women that God has used mightily shook the world. The wife of T.L. Osborne. Even the daughter of T.L. Osborne, Ladona. They've shook the world. So, your gender does not disqualify you. Being ignorant doesn't disqualify you from the call. Am I making sense to somebody? Are you, are you understanding this? So the man that God uses is a what? Is a man. Just a man. Human being. Also, let me say this. And don't slip off in hearing this. And I will say this very carefully. Even is falling into sin doesn't disqualify him. Now, I'm not saying this to give you license to sin, to do No. It doesn't disqualify him. The character of a man does not, doesn't validate or invalidate the man. David fell into sin, but he was restored. They didn't say, leave the throne. No. And that's where something we must get careful in the body of Christ. A lot of us don't know how to handle men that fall. That's why you two, you have to be careful as a preacher of the gospel. Because a whole lot of people don't know how to forgive people when you sin, no? People don't know how to forgive. Once your sin come out like this, they will say, and you call yourself a pastor. They don't know how to forgive. 
God has forgiven you, but human beings, they don't know how to forgive. So that's why you have to be very, very careful. Very careful. But the character of a man does not invalidate him. Solomon made mistakes. So don't be an hypocrite. You are just a man. I used to think, because I remember I grew up, I was stealing my mother's money. My mother flogged me, tied me on rope naked. So I say, that's harassment. Oh, in Africa, it's not an harassment. It is normal, like normal life. Tied me on rope. Discipline my life. I still have the marks on my body. So I say, well, I'm going to report you to DSS. No. What's that? That's training. That's why my head is correct today. It says, spoil the rod. And spare the child. That's why my head is correct today. They say, eyes my mother will give me. Even till today, I, I respect myself. I don't say, ah, I'm old. No. She will tell you. This time she told me one day. I think it was last. Say so you so I cannot flog you again. I say, ah. <laughs> what is on your mind? <laughs> That's what she said. She said, eh? Ah, life sha. So I can't flog you again like this. Ah. For where to where? What did I even do? How did the conversation get here? You never can grow up in an African home. You are still a child. I remember when I started telling my mother, go call me. Say, who called you? Who called you? Go take your books. Who called you? It's a missed call. <laughs> so mistakes doesn't disqualify a man. Your brilliancy and intelligence. You may not know book. You may not even know one plus one. You can say one plus one is eleven, <laughs> or two plus two is twenty-two. It doesn't disqualify you. I used to think the men that God uses must know mass because it just seemed like all of them. Pastor W.E.F. Kumi, I'm sorry I'm mentioning it. He said he knows mass. Pastor E. Adeboye, the new mass. Ah, ah. So I just felt Bishop David Duyedipo, an architect. Pastor Chris Uyakilome, an architect. I just went, ah. <laughs> Bishop, Pastor David Duyedipo, Dr. Dicky Olukoya. He was molecular something. Ha, I just went, <laughs> I'm doomed. <laughs> Because I don't know mass and I don't want to know it. So I just said, ah, it's not possible. So your intelligence does not disqualify you. So mistakes do not disqualify a man too, like I said. 
So don't be an hypocrite. God knows how to handle a man. If you make a mistake, just be repentant in your heart. Be quick to repent and move on. Just ensure that you make sure. See, just make sure that you don't you don't keep doing things that will put you in trouble because men will not forgive you. Men will not forgive you. God will forgive you. Imagine as a pastor, you stole church money and you are still preaching. These are people who will be looking at you when you say, come and collect tithes and offer. Let's just give brethren. And let's say the, the, the secret is already out in the public that you stole the church money. So brethren, is offering time. This is everybody will be looking at you. And even though you have wrought the power of God, you've healed, you've casted out demons, people blind eye open in your service. If you say offering time, <laughs> it will look like you pour water on their body. They will do it. So that's why you should be careful. Because the body of Christ doesn't know how to handle men with moral failures. So we must learn to treat God's men. Are you learning something this, evening, this morning? So the man that God uses has his own past. Nobody is qualified. So are you seeing are you seeing yourself in the picture? Are you seeing it, guys? So it's not about your speech. It's not about your look. It's not about the set of your teeth. It's not because you have glasses. It's not because you don't have glasses. It's not the size of your head. No. Your head can be big, your head can be small, your nose can be big your years can be can be very long you can be tall you can be short you can even be a dwarf that that you you you, you cannot even reach this pulpit oh, god can still use you it doesn't disqualify you you could have had god suit you know what go to means? It's Muslims that always have those things. <laughs> so I'm going to Mecca. We go to. <laughs> so there's one. So all their teeth is normal. They're not poor good. So it's somewhere here. <laughs> you could have pierced all your body. That all your bodies is everything on your body is rings. Like in fact, your hand, your nose, your ears, your body, your head. You could have pierced everything. It doesn't disqualify you. You could have tattooed even your eyeballs that you are looking tatted. <laughs> that you can bubble your head, bow and ta tattoo the head. Tattoo the head, tattoo the ears, tattoo the nose, tattoo the neck. Your body is tatted. Does it disqualify you? You are simply a man. So he has his own past. He has things he has dealt with in the past. But you know what? God qualifies you. Nobody is actually qualified. It is God who qualifies you. And that grace you carry qualifies you. Always look at the grace. It is the grace that keeps you. The grace can take you to the end. He that has begun a good work in you 
is able to complete it such that it keeps you from falling. So the man that God uses, let's start bringing it home now, is the man who is available. So, we've looked at the things that could disqualify the man, right? Now, who is that man he's using? The man that God uses is the man who is available. He is only available. If you read in Matthew 9, verse 37 to 38, we've been there. It says, send for laborers into his harvest. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he send for laborers into the harvest. In, verse, in chapter 10, verse 1, then he called his disciples. Those were the harvest. So they were available. So availability is the issue. How available are you? Many of us, God has orchestrated us today to have a fresh start. But we refuse it by our lack of availability. Imagine after this conference, having a good time with God, with the word. You now return back. You say you're not going to do outreach again. You say you're not going to. He's not going to use you. How available are you to do the will of God? Your time is your availability. What are you doing? How do you know you are not in your city for such a time like this? How do you know? How do you know you are not in that campus for such a time like this? How do you know you are not in that vicinity for such a time like this? The question is, are you available to be used? Mm. So, never allow anything discourage you. Never allow your background discourage you. Never allow your social status discourage you. Never allow your career discourage you. Never allow your finances discourage you. Never let discouragement set in. Always have the mind that I can never give up and I will never back down. No man used of God has ever gone the way. There is a price for obedience. And they see, let me tell you, there's a price for disobedience. Disobedience can cost you. Many of us are want to disobey the plan of God, the will of God over our lives. It's a cost. There's a cost to it. Availability is what is needed. And our disobedience can affect people. It can affect those around us. Ask Jonah. We've, always, we've looked at Jonah in the course of this conference. Ask Jonah. So, are you available for God? To really do his work with you. To do, to use you to do his work. Are you available? Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.2 And those things which thou have heard of many witness, commit unto faithful men which shall be able to 
teach others also. As I begin to close, play for me. Are you available? So in your campus, in your ministry location, in your cell, are you available? In your meetings, in your country, are you available? A short holiday needs your availability. Like I said, your past doesn't disqualify you. Your gender doesn't disqualify you. Only you can make yourself fall. Only you can make yourself disqualify. So I will ask you a big question as we close. Are you available all the time? Are you available all the time? Are you available all the time? Are you available for your, in your campus all the time? Are you available in your city all the time? Are you available in your location all the time? Are you available? You know, life is a gift. Life is a gift. People you have around you are gifts. So you must learn to treat them well. Learn to treat what you have with you well. So let me tell you, the summary of what I'm trying to teach you this morning is a man that God uses is simply a man who is available. We've seen that nothing disqualifies the man, right? Right, guys? See, a man may not even have a call of God on his life. But see, let me look at me, guys. A man may not even have any call on his life. But just by the guy just going to church often, being faithful with cleaning church, being faithful with this, he will stumble on the call because of availability. And the man that has call on his life is not doing anything with it. Look at Timothy. There was no spectacular call on the life of Timothy. Timothy was just that regular boy who comes to service, very faithful, very honest. So they just said, who should we pick in the church who is very reliable? They just said Timothy and that was it. That was the call. That was it. So are you available? Or you are that person that when we look at services, you are always absent. God cannot use you. God is always ready to use the available to do his work. Like we said, your greatest feeling also does not stop you from obeying God. Be an excuse giver. Don't say, hey, hey, I have this is the reason why. This is this is the reason why. Don't always give an excuse. Let me tell you. There's some there's a statement I heard in 2019 that changed my life forever. Many people are in the same exact position you are in, and even in the worst condition, and they obeyed God. Some people, they don't even know what they will eat tonight. 
some people they don't know what they don't even know what we become they don't even have money they don't even have anything they don't even have hope they don't even have family they don't even have anything and you know what is happening they are obeying god see guys listen look at me everybody those men will stand in judgment against you tomorrow they will say when you, you are trying to say when we come on the last day and we're trying to give our account and report and say oh I, I preached the gospel i did this i did that and you you say ah me i, I, I just went a few times person will look at you and say me i didn't even have anything and I was still faithful with preaching. You had all the comfort. You had a house. You had everything. Me, I didn't even have a place to sleep. So don't be an excuse giver. Tell your neighbor, say, don't be an excuse giver. Stop looking for excuse all the time. Stop looking for excuse to disobey God. We already said, nothing disqualifies you. Your gender, your education, your finances, your interests. So what? So what? So what wants to disqualify you now? It is you. It's you that wants to disqualify yourself. Are you seeing it, guys? So don't be an excuse giver. Don't be. It's you that just want to choose to not serve God. And let me tell you, that statement, when I heard it, it changed my life forever. And I told myself, I'm going to really work on my own dedication. There are many people in a worse condition than I am that don't even have clothes to wear. They keep repeating clothes. They keep, they don't even have a shoe, they don't even have a sandal, they don't even have a phone. And they are going everywhere, doing missionary work, doing outreaches, preaching the gospel, doing a lot for the kingdom, and they are happy. It's not as if they are sad. You know, you, if 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 something does happen like this, you, 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 you have lost your happiness. Those men will stand in judgment against you tomorrow. So are you seeing that you are a man called of God? I don't know if you have seen it. Let me see if you have seen it. That you are a man called of God. So don't disqualify yourself. Don't be an excuse giver. Be available. Bow your heads and pray. I want you to pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. man God use pray 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 for your life you're not going to create excuses you're not going to be an excuse giver pray not going to be an excuse giver. Pray. Pray. You are always available. Nothing disqualifies you. Pray. 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 Lift your voice. Pray for your life. Nothing disqualifies you from doing the ministry of Jesus. Pray. 
are not an excuse giver. You're not an excuse giver. I cast away excuses from your life. Excuses to not preach. Excuses to not pray. Excuses to not be in service. I cast it off from your life. By the power in the name of Jesus. I cast it off from your life. Your life is receiving a fresh and new. 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 Pray. 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 Lift your voices. Pray. You are a man God uses yielding to the call of God. You are yielding to the call of God. every excuses every excuse is waiting for you after this conference that it dies a natural death your service and devotion to God is getting better for yourself. 